St. Louis Public Radio's The Gateway gives you the day's news first thing every weekday morning. From the ever-evolving relationship between St. Louis City and County to developments in the Missouri and Illinois state capitals and reports from our correspondents in Rolla and the Metro East. We put it all in a roughly 10-minute package with clarity and context. Download The Gateway wherever you get podcasts. We feel angry and we have regrets and we want to go and get revenge, you know. So this was good for me because it gives me a way to cope, you know, and to grieve by writing it down and knowing that somebody somewhere is probably going through the same thing and they can hear that they're not alone. That's Amira Burns of North St. Louis, and she's talking about what it's like for gun violence to be a way of life and also about a local artist collective called Story Stitchers that helps young people like her to deal with these experiences through the arts. I'm Nancy Fowler, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Susan Colangelo founded Story Stitchers along with eight other artists in 2013. She was inspired by the NAMES Project AIDS Memorial Quilt, in which people all over the country stitched quilts to honor people who died from the disease. Now, Story Stitchers also began as a needlework project, but it's expanded into writing, performing, and photography. And you can see participants' work in an exhibition called Pick the City Up at the Sheldon Art Galleries through April 21st. I talked with Colangelo and Burns in our studio, and Colangelo told me that Story Stitchers really began as a personal project. She was doing pieces of needlework to process stories about gun violence that she heard on the news. I was trying to stitch about two sisters that were shot near my house in University City, um, and two brothers were arrested for shooting the girls, and then one of the girls died. And I have three daughters, and I, it woke me up to the gun violence issue, I guess. I just thought, oh my God, like how can this be happening? What if that was my daughter sitting on my porch and, and I suddenly didn't have one? I mean... What the heck? So I wanted to use stitching like they did with the AIDS quilt. So they're stitching in the literal manner. There is. It was literal at first, but now it's a metaphor. Yeah, that's right. Okay. This metaphor for healing our city. We're stitching our city together. So, Amir, how did you become involved? Well, I went to school with some of the some of the guys that were here when she started it, um, and we just would do talent shows together and so one day they heard me do a poem they were like you should come and do that for um story stitches and so I came and I did it and you know it just went from there and I was I just really appreciated story stitches for giving me the opportunity to voice the things that were happening in my community and how I saw it you know and how it affected me. So you have had personal experience with gun violence or those around you have had personal experience with that and been affected by that, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Even recently, in like the last three, four months, you know, um, actually like a few weeks ago, I actually had somebody um, kill themselves, you know, with with a gun. So it's just just been a lot. Um, And yeah, so I appreciate Store Stitchers for letting us voice what we see, how it affects us, because it is real, you know, and it's happening to everybody. 
Why is it important to, to get that out, to get these feelings that you have? How, do, how does that help? Because um, peers, my peers, and really a lot of people, even older than me, don't have ways to cope with these type of situations, you know, because death is one thing, but when you have somebody that has been shot or murdered, like, it's a it's a whole nother feeling from, like, a natural cause, you know. And, you know, we feel angry and we have regrets and we want to go and get revenge, you know. So this was good for me because it gives me a way to cope, you know, and to grieve by writing it down and knowing that somebody somewhere is probably going through the same thing and they can hear that they're not alone, you know. So how would those feelings be processed in you before you met with this organization? I would say (laughs) a lot of tears. Um, I don't know, just probably with me, especially when I was younger, probably a lot of anger. So even like towards my mom and my teachers, friends, you know, just not knowing how to deal with that is uh, really toxic. So it can come out in really bad ways, you know, make a person act out in ways that they wouldn't have before, you know, just because it's all built up and you just really don't know how to deal with it because you're you're never prepared for something like that. So at Story Stitches, we have adult artists that also have experiences um, and have experienced sometimes many times over, um, and they can help to mentor our young people too. And we kind of function... I think we function like a living laboratory where we're all working together to build the business of the nonprofit and to sharpen our artistic skills, but it also functions somewhat like an extended family. So what will people see? At the Sheldon uh, Art Galleries, we have this wonderful exhibition called Pick the City Up, and this is our start of our second year of the tour, Um, and you're going to see parts of... Uh, some archived pieces of the tour last summer where we went into Jeff Vanderloo and Walnut Park and in Lawton Grand Center um, and down at Dutchtown. We were all over the city and doing performances to spark community activity. So you'll see photographs that young people took. You'll actually see see video. Um, You'll see Amira on a video doing one of her performances. Uh, you'll see other things that the collective has been engaged in as well, focusing on what it's like to be a young black person in St. Louis. So you'll you'll get to play a game that um, they've designed and created with the adult artists called Trap Life, where teen choices matter, and it's up and you can sit down and play it. Um, there's also parts of curating teen voices, which is a portfolio that we did. Um, it's a beautiful piece. We have about half of the portfolio in this exhibition. Amir, I know you've had, you know, people that have died by gun violence. Is this something you've witnessed or something you know of? Have you actually witnessed? Like somebody getting shot? Yeah. I have never witnessed anybody getting shot, but I can't say 
um, in my neighborhood, it's uh, it's constant. Like you hear it every night um, outside. Like so, it's it's come something that I'm pretty sure most of the people in my neighborhood see as normal now, because it's just a it's just an everyday thing now. And when you say it, you're saying gunshots. Yeah. So, when did you start writing poetry, and how how does that process work for you? Um, I started writing. Uh, well, it just started as a journal. That was just it. And then one day, I just decided to make it rhyme. I guess you know. And I think that happened my sophomore year of high school, end of freshman, beginning of sophomore year. Um, and it just became a thing, like like I said, to help me cope. Um, writing poetry, writing songs, you know, just to get my feelings out because I didn't really have anybody that I could talk to um, about those things that I was dealing with, even if it wasn't gun violence, just everyday life, you know. Yeah. So your poetry, is there any, I mean, I, this is so impromptu, and I'm not, I'm just, is there anything you can do for us right now? Um. Okay. Y'all do the piece that's in our play. It's called Different. Okay. I remember that day when we were in the sun and you had that gun. And so I looked into the distance and said, there's no need for that. We're just having fun. But then you looked at me and said, this is what makes me a man and you wouldn't understand. And I didn't. I didn't understand how a piece of iron could make you more of a man than what you already were. But then it came to me days later, of course, that you were searching for something lurking over your own shoulder, trying to find answers from your past so you'd hide behind your mask, thinking that your broken smile would get you by. But not for long. Wow. (laughs) So that was a commission piece that Story Stitchers uh, did. We asked her to write a poem about a girl growing up in a neighborhood that had gun violence. Were you thinking of a particular person when you wrote that poem, or was it just uh, a, a compilation of a lot of different people? Or how did that? How did? What was your inspiration for that poem? At the beginning of the poem, it was because I did. I was in a relationship where a guy thought he just absolutely needed a gun to, you know, protect himself, and I was kind of opposed to that. And then towards the end, it did kind of. Um, you know, come from a lot of different sources, you know, and life experiences. So has the person you were thinking of initially been able to hear that poem? I don't think so, no. Okay, okay. Is that even the point, or is it something else? I would I would love for them to hear it, yeah, um, but nothing that I would force, you know. Okay. So tell me, do recent events like the... You know, the school shooting in Florida at Parkland, um, does that further um, inform or maybe even increase the importance or somehow affect this exhibition? You know, I've been talking to the young people about this and some of the senior artists too. Um, I don't know about you, Amara, but when I talked to the young people, they weren't that tuned into what the young people were doing. I mean, a lot of them don't have cable television, so they're getting everything off their phones, which are sporadically on and off. Um, they did know about the school shooting, so I'm, tr- I'm telling them, you, you've got to pay attention to what these young people are doing. And I actually asked one of the 16-year-olds to do some research on it and create a new piece. So 
I mean, when I look at it myself, I am concerned because um, although it's a horrific, horrific experience that those young people have gone through, and I'm very proud of what they're doing, and, and it's incredible, we're talking about white America again. And you just heard America describe hearing gunshots every single night. I mean, who's going to care about the young black people that are getting gunned down? I mean, it's ridiculous. We're losing our young people and we're losing our future. And I want America to pay attention to black lives being lost as well as white lives. I don't want to lose any children anymore. Not another one falling victim to the gun cloud. Not another one. Not another one. Not another one. Amira, when she steps onto the stage, she she definitely owns that stage. <laughs> and she'll own you too. <laughs> she'll pick up your heart. I mean, she's incredible. From the first time I saw her, she was like that though. That's not something we did. It's in her. Yeah, you mentioned a time when you had everyone was in tears afterwards. Tell me a little bit more about that. That was uh, one of the board members. One day, the boys um, that were in the group already brought Amira in, and she auditioned. She got on the stage in the studio theater and did this piece that she'd written. And this one board member that was in there, Gail Rock, just burst into tears. <laughs> we said, I guess that's it. She's in. <laughs> so, Amira, what was that like to see that you had triggered that kind of emotion in someone with your work and your performance? Well, that's when I knew that I couldn't stop doing it. Because <laughs> I didn't, like, seriously, I didn't think that, I don't think anyone really thinks that they're that good, you know. Um, and even when I saw it, it just, it still kind of humbled me. Like, you got to watch what you say, and you have to be really serious and intentional because Words are powerful, you know, and they really hold value to people's hearts. So, yeah, it was it was shocking, actually, to see that, and I was um, grateful for it. That was Amira Burns and Susan Colangelo talking about Story Stitchers, a local artist collective that focuses on gun violence. I'm Nancy Fowler, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast produced with help from my editor, David Casares. The music you heard is from Story Stitcher's events and also from local musician Eric Hall. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Cut and Paste is sponsored by Gemma, architects, planners, and designers.